Hello everyone, just a quick little disclaimer here before the podcast begins. Me and Maddie do not speak for Petco, PetSmart, Zookeepers, or any other retail pet supply store. We are just two individuals looking to have fun and create something in our free time. Now with that out of the way, enjoy the podcast and we look forward to seeing you all next week. Hello, welcome back for part two of, I guess, episode three, or I guess this is episode four. We'll yeah, figure that out four. later. We'll yeah, figure it out. Four. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure it <laughs> part out. Part two. <laughs> so, well, me and, uh, and her were just talking about, or me, Sierra, and Maddie were just talking about um, a uh, how we were, we were so context maddie and i can read each other or she can read my mind somehow because she's telepathic (laughs) she's straight up mystical but um yesterday we kept uh we kept giggling about the same thing because we found in our animal orders that we can order a turtle and the type of turtle it is called a cooter And, and us being so immature, yeah. we kept laughing about it throughout the day. So, like, we would just look at each other and I'd giggle and say, Cooter. <laughs> oh my gosh. All I love it. Day, throughout the day, literally at the end of our shift, Maddie just looked at me and says, Cooter. And I just started <laughs> dying. <laughs> yeah, you kept almost falling backwards. Yeah. Oh, then, I love it. She started falling backwards. <laughs> Heck yes. Oh, I miss work. <laughs> Dude, I went up to our, our new um, cell leader, uh, Devon. Uh, I guess he's not new anymore, but you know, he, he's basically our, our cell. I walked up to him and I was like, hey, Devon, uh, you don't know what we can order? And he's like, what? I just looked at him and I was like, cooter. And he just sort of giggled and was like kind of confused. And then I just said, you want to order some cooter? <laughs> he just looked at me. <laughs> <laughs> and then I then I explained it to him but for that for that first minute I was I looked like a weirdo <laughs> yeah. oh my gosh that's always funny yeah and then Jackson insists on following me around and telling me dad jokes whenever I feel sad so that's amazing <laughs> uh, I found uh, a, I've been finding a lot of cool shit in my old crap because i've been unboxing all my shit that i never unboxed from my old apartment and i found a book of dad jokes so i got (laughs) new material i'm so excited to hear them now i will say jackson that is one of the biggest things i miss is you and your dad jokes (laughs) (laughs) oh my god always make my day i'll be popping them off every five freaking minutes on saturday (laughs) like (laughs) clockwork (laughs) oh that's fabulous oh he just kept coming up to me and he's like uh i forgot what tell me a dad joke jackson let me read read, hold up let me read one because i want to i want to tell a new one (laughs) but he would just come up to me and he would just tell me a dad joke and then mm-hmm. I'd be like, did you just come up with that off the spot? And he's like, well, I just remembered. And I'm like, Jackson, you don't ever remember anything. How do you remember these? I have selective memory. <laughs> <laughs> 
I, I have... can attest to that. <laughs> well, okay, look, I have some jokes about unemployed people, but none of them work. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh my gosh. Oh, that's fabulous. Oh my god. <laughs> yes jackson you are a national treasure (laughs) no i am i'm not i won't deny it (laughs) (laughs) oh i remember i was doing i can't even remember what i was doing and i can't remember the joke but there was like one time me and jackson were like working right and Mm -hmm. we were working on something and all of a sudden he said a dad joke and it was so relevant to what we were doing and i could not stop laughing (laughs) I straight up had to be like I gotta go take a break for a minute and (laughs) died I died like and he's just he's kind of quick-witted in that way and it's so funny I think I remember which one it was (laughs) what was it what was it uh what do you call fish with no eye <laughs> and we were unboxing the fish and we were yeah. like, put them in there. And- <laughs> <laughs> you killed her. Oh and I died. I literally, I almost dropped the fish like that we were trying to put in there. And I was like, and it was so out of the blue. And I just, I couldn't, I died. That day, I'm pretty sure, like, I died and came back. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. God. <laughs> we have a time heck yeah hey you got it when you're working yeah you know? right <laughs> if, if, if it's work it's not entertaining it's not fun you won't enjoy it yeah, exactly. exactly yeah hey well you know what if you love what you do you'll never work a day in your life exactly <laughs> exactly freaking right wise words yeah words to oh. live by so I, I stole that from Letter Kenny, so I can't. Yeah. I can't take credit for that. <laughs> See, my my rule of thumb has always been like, I don't work for this company. I don't work for the company. I work for the people. So I will yes. like. I've stayed. I've stayed for as long as I have for two reasons: the animals and the people I work with. The people that mm-hmm. like the people that you work with make the difference. If you like, if you genuinely care about people and like like them that's something to be said like I've never none of none of the places that I've worked at I've never come in on my day off I've never come in or stayed late come in early I've never pulled doubles but like I genuinely care about you know when I see you know my coworkers struggling my the people that I care about struggling at work and it's like two people working a shift I don't want them to have to go through that so I'm gonna stay an extra few hours and help close because I don't like seeing them, you know, having to go through a shitty day. Yeah. And struggle through it. Yeah. You know? Oh, I remember those days. <laughs> those days uh, are kind of coming back, but they're kind of ending now. I think we're getting some new hires, but for a while we went good. back into that Renaissance where we had like two people working each shift. <laughs> Yeah, that's what happened yeah. when I first came into the store. When I first came into the store, everyone was leaving. Sierra, I mm-hmm. think you left like the week before I joined. Yeah, so. <laughs> I ended up, 
I had to, yeah, I ended up leaving because I wanted to, you know, go back to school and get my degree. So, mm-hmm. um, and I just, I knew that if I, if I didn't leave, I wouldn't, I just wouldn't have been able to do it. So, mm-hmm. but it, it, it did suck. It sucked, but um, it, hopefully, hopefully I'll be able to, you know, um, go work with animals and stuff again that I enjoy doing. Cause honestly, like I said, that is my ultimate passion. I love working with animals. I love training animals um, and being able to watch them grow, you know, and go to good homes. Yeah. Um, it's really the name of the game, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm glad that you're pursuing your interests and that makes me very happy to hear because I feel like not a lot of people do that nowadays. Yeah. Yeah, you know. Um, And like I said earlier, if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. So that's what I keep telling myself. Yeah, even the way I see it, like (laughs) if I go back to school and I I, I still don't know what I want to do with my life, but if I go back to school and I do that, uh, like I'm not going to care about a lot of people seem to care about getting jobs that make a lot of money which I guess okay fair but I, if I'm not getting enjoyment from it mm-hmm. I'm not gonna do well at that job I'm not motivated yeah. by I mean I'm motivated okay I'm motivated by money because I'm poor <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but I'm not but outside oh of God. that aspect you know it's not what gets me out of bed every morning yes I have to pay bills and I have to to make sure that I I'm able to support myself but I get out of bed every morning because you know there's things that I look forward to but if I if I'm getting up in the morning and I'm going to work and I'm like oh god I have to go to work shit then I'm gonna hate probably 90% of my life (laughs) yeah Yeah. you know and that's the whole thing right um it's it's so hard because people tend to go, like you said, go into a job mostly for the money, but you spend a a lot of your time at a job like that, you know? And do you really want to be miserable? You know, like, I don't know. When you spend most of your day at at something that you hate, it just kind of it sucks all the energy out of you. It sucks like the yeah. life out of you. Um, so I'd rather, you know, do something that I love to do, or at least am interested in, you know what I mean? Rather than just going to a job just for the paycheck, because yeah. at that point that, that sucks, you know, yeah. <laughs> to be blunt, that just kind of sucks, you know? So personally, no, not everybody's like that. And I yeah. totally respect anybody's decision. And, you know, some people do have to go to jobs like that to be able to support their families and such. Um, and I applaud them. I really do. You know, um, all the hardworking people out there. Um, <laughs> but I don't know, personally, like you said, it's, it's hard to get up in the morning for a job that you yeah. don't care about and don't have a passion for. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And passion is really what I think defines people. Like it, it's it's mm-hmm. what motivates you, what drives you. If you don't have passion for something, then shit, what are you doing? <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. And mm-hmm. everybody has different passions, you know, and that's what makes it so awesome. Like that's yeah. what makes people so awesome. 
you know, um, is everybody has a different perspective. Everybody has, um, different passions and things that they love to do, you know, and, um, run with it, you know, (laughs) run with it. You have something that you're really interested in and you really, really love go for it, run with it, you know, see where it can take you because, you know, there are a lot of naysayers out there and there are a lot of people who will try to discourage you from doing something, whether it be because of um, family reasons or for money reasons or, um, you know, societal reasons. Um, but as long as it makes you happy, it's not hurting anybody else or in, or hurting anybody's life, liberty, or pursuit of happiness, then I say <laughs> run with it, <laughs> you know? Um, but yeah. Life is just so Excuse beautiful me. to waste on something that doesn't truly make you happy. Yeah. You only live once. Mm-hmm. It's too short. Mm-hmm. <laughs> too short, you know, at least do something that you love. <laughs> Yeah, because when you come home, what are you going to talk about? You're not going to yeah. talk about, oh, I ate this for lunch. You're, you might talk about it for like maybe five seconds, but when you come home, you're going to mostly talk about your job because that's where you're at for 40 mm-hmm. hours of the week. And if exactly. you hate your job, you're going to come home and complain. That's all you're going to do. <laughs> that's all yeah. you're going to do is be negative. Exactly. Yeah. And you want yeah. more positive than negative. You yeah. Know? Um, and... and- and that's just the whole thing right I really do believe in like energy and balances and stuff and I believe that you attract what you put out right so if you're putting out a lot of negativity 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 and and um sadness and hurt and and you're upset you know a lot of that's gonna be attracted to you because that's what you're focusing on you You know know Um, if you go (laughs) and turn it around and you say you know what Today's going to be a good day. And when you get home, you say the best thing that happened to you that day. What, what, like, you know, like you, you come home, you say the best thing that happened to you that day that attracts more positivity, you know, and more, and you'll be more positive in life. You know, that that is exactly (laughs) the mindset I've been trying to have a lot lately, but like, okay. So for a while I've been pretty negative. I have been going through some stuff with, with my move and with a lot of other stuff but for a while I was really negative and then recently I'm like you know what screw it let's let's not worry about all that shit anymore let's just try and have a good day that's, yeah that's exactly what I try and do every day I was like I try and have a good day that's like when I get up in the morning I'm like all right let's try and make this the best freaking day I can make it <laughs> heck yeah and it works it works it really does it sounds stupid it doesn't sound like it works like just saying I'm gonna have a good day works because a lot of people think that it's just that you either have a good day or you don't have a good day but if you start off with that mentality of oh it is what it yeah. is you're probably gonna have a shitty day yeah you're gonna yeah. have an it is what it is day you yeah. know but if you go and you believe with all of your being that today's gonna be a good day you put that out there you know and it will attract to you. Now, not saying that every day is going to be a 10 out of 10 day, you know, yeah. you're going to have those bad days and whatever. But if you choose to look on the bright side, you know, and to say what's, what's, what happened today, that was great out of your day, rather than focusing on like the things that just weren't great, 
it, it really does make a difference. And it's a total mind shift that you kind of yeah. have to have to be able to, um, to be, to be able to do that, you know? Um, and, and I will, I will be the first to say that it really, really does work. Like Jackson said, it yeah. really, really does work. It is you not know? easy to do though. Like if you're stuck in a really, like if you're stuck in like a really bad mindset, it is so hard to pull yourself into that. It really is. But once you do it, once you're able to just get up and be like, fuck it, let's have an awesome day. <laughs> it's like, it's like mm-hmm. a drug. It's like a drug. Cause you get up and you're like, fuck it, let's do it. And then that's, that's how your day yes. is. So- and then you're high on life and you're yeah. having a sweat grand old time. You exactly. Know? <laughs> oh, yes. There's too much negativity in the world already. Why not yeah. be the one positive thing? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and it rubs off on people. Like I've been yeah. having a really hard time recently. And whenever Jackson mm-hmm. comes in and he's in a really good mood, it puts me in a good mood. Oh, there was one day yeah. that I was like extraordinarily peppy for some reason <laughs> and I was I was like bouncing off the walls it felt like I had six cups of like coffee and I came in and Maddie looked like she had no coffee at all and I put all my energy in that day to make it like a little bit better <laughs> yeah it definitely yeah. helps Heck yeah. And the more that you spread positivity, like, you know, it makes those around you feel better, especially when somebody's having a good day, you know, one small act of kindness can literally change the course of somebody's day for the better. One small dad joke (laughs) (laughs) makes someone's day. Dude, I will straight up tell a dad joke at the register. I don't care if it's like, I will do it. Like, I will walk up to you while you're checking someone out and I will just crack a joke. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Jackson, can we just have a bowl of dad jokes for you? And then like every once in a while, like you just grab it and then just read one off yes yes i'm down with that like a little (laughs) raffle i'll just like i'll I'll go to like a dollar store get a little one of those plastic top hats just leave it at the front register i'll write down a bunch of random dad jokes y'all can write down a bunch of random dad jokes we'll just throw them in there and every five minutes i'll just come up and just take one out (laughs) oh my gosh on your shirt and we press the button for a dad joke (laughs) (laughs) and it's voiced by me it's voiced by me we could touch his little beanie you know that yeah. 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 And it'll yeah, just, we'll turn it on when we need a dad joke <laughs> oh, my, oh gosh. my gosh instead of instead of a flashlight it's just a dad joke teller <laughs> yes the light bulb going off yeah <laughs> oh my gosh i love it jackson it's a thing we gotta do it now yeah we gotta yeah, do no, it now <laughs> I will get the top hat from Hobby Lobby. (laughs) (laughs) Jackson's hat of jokes and Jen will be so confused. Oh my God. No one will. And our new GM, when our new GM gets here, because we're getting a new GM, by the way, Jen is leaving us, unfortunately. Oh no. Like, was she like. She's going back to her. She's going. She's going back to her hometown. She wants to be with her family. You know how hard it was for her to actually go out and see her family. So it's understandable. Because like yeah. when she left that one time and the store started breaking down and she was like trying to like help us, but she couldn't get out to us. It was like uh-huh. probably one of the most stressful situations for her to be in. 
And then after yeah. that, she stopped going on PTO. She didn't like take vacation time. And yeah. now she's like just deciding to go back. And that's that's honestly yeah. fair. And I really wish her the best. Absolutely. And that must be tiring, you yeah. know, like not being able to like really take any breaks or anything, you yeah. know, or do anything like that. So I, you know, I am excited for her to go back and be closer to her family because I know that that was a difficult thing for her yeah. to be able to do. And she's going back to her first store ever, the one that she first worked oh, at for the company. I love that. Yeah. Heck yeah. She's going to turn that store well, it around. It all came full circle. Yeah. She told me that when she was up there visiting family last time, the store that she worked at was in really rough shape. So she's going to go back and fix it. Yeah. yeah yeah I know she can do it too she's got it yeah Heck I mean she yeah. helped our store as much yeah. as possible like if you were to yeah. go into the wellness room it's all organized right now because of her oh, she wait, put so much so time pictures. into it and, and she was Heck such yeah. a she was such like she was more like I, I know she was our boss and in, in like uh, technically speaking but she didn't feel like one because she was mm -mm. she felt more like mm -hmm. an actual leader she was with us all the time she was like taking yeah. care of us and you could talk to her. Like if you were struggling, like when I, I thought I was going to go homeless for a while again and I, I was so freaking like yeah. scared and I told her that, and you know what she did? She said she was going to help me look to help find a place for me. She was going to take time out of her day to help me look. Cause oh she was my like, gosh. I'm going to like, look and try and help you find a place. So you don't go homeless. I know you're, you're trying to look and I know you're not trying to, I know you're, you're having trouble finding a place so I'll look yeah. too and I'll help you find a place you're not going to go homeless that's that, amazing yeah though. and she's like you know like and it's it's people like that that should be in leadership roles yeah. you know what I mean um people that are willing to help those around them and even when I worked there um she was very very helpful you know she didn't just yeah. go and hide in the back she no. literally came out and helped get stuff done around the store, all the stuff that needed to get done, you know, um, and especially like when it was just me, you know, working in the animals and all the stuff that would get behind, she would come out there and she would get her hands dirty and like help me clean and do like all sorts of crazy stuff that needed to get done, you know, and, and she really is an amazing team player. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and I think like she she just she has that like because I don't know if you know this but she started off as a cow a companion animal leader so when she came in yeah she came into our store also with the animal care mindset which was phenomenal and not a lot of general I don't feel like a lot of general managers come in with both mindsets where they have the manager mindset like the store mindset of managing the store and then also the the team the what's going on the floor mindset not a lot of gms mm -hmm. have that like that full picture of what's going on in the store but jen she you know she comes into work and she is aware of what's going on in all the departments and she's actively trying to make sure all the all departments succeed mm -hmm. absolutely she's consciously um, aware of it yeah and again those are the type of people that should be in the leadership positions yeah. you know um now and it's actually really funny, like, um, there really is a difference between a leader and just a manager, yeah. you know, like a, a leader is really somebody who is, is willing to help you and has an open mind, you know, and, 
and is willing to listen and follow as well as lead, you know, and is she, she honestly really was able to step up and especially in our time of need, she was able to help us keep the store afloat, you know? Yeah. Um, and it, it was, she really is one of those people that I would consider a really good leader as I've, well as a really good manager. I've never thought of myself working for anyone other than her. Like I know I work for a company. I know I work for, you know, I know there's people above her, but the way I see it, I only mm-hmm. ever see her. I only ever report to her. I never interact with the higher mm-hmm. ups outside of seeing them maybe for five minutes on a zoom call. So, <laughs> you know, the way exactly. I see it, I work for her. And I, I, it's hard for me thinking, thinking about it now, I, I think it would be really hard for me to work for another person. Yeah. Unspoiled. You know, <laughs> um, especially when you had her, who was yeah. such a good boss, you know? Yeah. So, and honestly, that's the reason that I stuck with Petco as long as I did was because of Jen. Yeah. We're being hundred percent honest. Jen was absolutely incredible. Don't get me wrong. Like, Kayla, um, the, the previous cow, she was, she was another big reason because she's a marine biologist and, you know, I really enjoyed working under her, um, at my, um, previous job. So I wanted to come and work under her again, just to gain more knowledge because she is extremely, extremely smart with, um, with, um, marine life. She is. I liked Kayla too, because she told me when I first came there, because I, I, I don't know if you know this, but I have never mm-hmm. been trained. I was, I never had access to the proper training that I needed. But when mm-hmm. I came, when I first set foot in that store, I had practically known animal knowledge, no reptile knowledge, no fish knowledge. The only I had basic yeah. dog knowledge. I walked into that store. And the first thing that Kayla asked me was like animal questions. I told her I didn't know anything. I just wasn't trained at my old store. And she said, okay, well, I want everyone here to be on the same page. So I'm going to work with you extensively to get you that animal knowledge and she did and then her you and Preston all worked with me and 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 helped me build that foundation and then after Mm -hmm. y'all left Parker came to the store and she helped build on that further and if it weren't for y'all I wouldn't be wouldn't have been in this position that I'm in now yeah well I'm so glad that like I'm able to like that we all honestly are able to share and uh, communicate like that knowledge, you know? Mm. Uh, and it, it honestly kind of warms my heart a little bit because yeah. I love, I love animals and like to be able to like spread knowledge like that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Is honestly like one of the best parts I, of it. I learned a lot from, from the three of you, from you, Preston and, and Kayla. I learned a lot. Like when Parker, Parker was the, the cow mentor, she came when, after y'all left, we didn't have any animal people. I knew uh, a lot, but I, I still needed, you know, some knowledge. But when Parker came to the store, she seemed pretty impressed with my animal knowledge, at least the, what I had built up already. And she helped work with me a little bit. And then she uh, talked me into becoming a leader. And I went and I talked to, to Jen about being a leader. And then, um, and then that didn't work out because I, I just, I just didn't work out. But I um, yeah. got put in an animal care role instead, which 
actually did work out. I feel like that role worked out for me way better, but because I went there and I talked to her about um, moving roles, she, you know, Parker talked to her about animal care and, and what I had known. And, you know, she wanted me in an animal care role. So that's the, mm -hmm. that's the role that I got. And it's the one that I'm most happy with. And I, I've definitely gotten way more enjoyment out of my job since. Mm -hmm. Aww, heck yeah. That's so cool to hear though. That's so cool. Oh, happy days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. No, and it's so cool, you know, like, and my opinion is, is you can never have too much knowledge, right? Yeah. Like yeah. you can always grow, you know, even dad, my dad um, is still learning you know, and still improving and working, you know, even though he's one of the most well-known reptile experts, in all honesty, people come to him with all sorts of crazy questions. Um, he has contacts all over the world for all sorts of different crazy, crazy things, you know, but he, even him, he's always learning and always expanding on his knowledge. And I really love that because some people don't you know what I mean you get yeah. to a certain point and you're like you think that you know everything that there is to know but you don't yeah. you know you can always learn you can always improve and um oh I just love that I love some, that so much something <laughs> that a vet told me that is stuck in my mind is that there's mm -hmm. always more research being done on animals so everything that you think you know is always changing so reptile mm -hmm. care the stuff that me and maddie know the stuff that you and me know that could change tomorrow yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah there could be a new study that comes out that could say that you know bearded dragons may not need uvb i mean I, that's not the case right now but you never know so a study could come yeah. out and change everything it could flip our whole world and we'd have to like adjust for our reptiles yeah. for our fish for our, any of our animals mm -hmm. new protocols will come out you yeah. know um and even new animals are being discovered every day you know like um not 10, not even 10 years ago, um, uh, main, vipers didn't exist, you mm -hmm. know? And, um, for those of you guys who don't know, like what main vipers are, they are, uh, they are, uh, um, a venomous snake that is found in a, um, 60 mile radius in China. And that's it. They're not found anywhere else in the world. Um, and it was actually really cool how they ended up finding them. Um, uh, a construction crew was actually um, working out there and they stumbled upon these eggs that were hatching. Um, and when they got closer, they saw the mama was actually like wrapped around her eggs as they were hatching. Um, and it was newly discovered. Um, and then they actually just reclassified them um, and I can't quite remember, um, what exactly they were or, and were reclassified as, um, but as more studies came out or, or more research was done into these snakes, um, they found out that they were classified under a different, um, a different species actually than they had previously been, um, categorized under, which is absolutely incredible. And it's like the same for like spider tail vipers, um, excuse me, those guys are absolutely incredible. Um, if you haven't, if you don't know what those are, you should definitely look them up. One of the most evolutionarily advanced um, snakes that we know of today. Um, and um, how they got their name is their tail 
actually looks like a spider and they move it around to hunt birds yeah it's it's really it's, it's crazy um and as the birds swoop down to try and get the spider these snakes latch on to the birds or the um lizards or the um or whatever else tries to come and eat it you know, um, and it's, it, it is a really, really amazing, um, thing, but those were only discovered, I believe like 15 years ago. Wow. So yeah, it was, it was really amazing. Um, but like I said, new things are being discovered all the time, you know, new research is coming out and you can never have too much knowledge, yeah. um, and research under your belt. Excuse me. So but but yeah, yeah. <laughs> the well, snakes are so cool i was watching a whole documentary on them the other oh, day oh yeah the one you fell they asleep on they are really amazing oh no that, that <laughs> one was about birds oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> i like fell asleep and then i like i don't remember what we were doing but i went in a call with jackson and i was like really tired and he's like hi jackson how are you and he's like you sound tired I was like I just woke up from watching a documentary about birds and I fell asleep oh yeah that was the last podcast episode uh, which we were trying to get Stevie on and she fell asleep and then she was uh, bringing up the documentary and then she woke up like an hour later yeah oh my gosh that's hilarious oh man. oh yeah but no, I love birds. In all honesty, I would love to have a big bird of my own. They are so cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, so incredible. But they're not like a like a ordinary like pet necessarily. Like they're yeah. not really ones that l- like to be pet or really to have like, well, they do like attention, but they don't, they like certain people. <laughs> yeah (laughs) you know they're like that one person animal and you create a really special bond with some of the birds um I remember I I where I used to work I worked with a lot of different macaws right um but there was this um one macaw his name was Big Tex and I (laughs) absolutely loved him he was a scarlet macaw um, he wasn't really social. He was a donation um, and actually a rescue. He came, he didn't come from a very good background. Um, and so he didn't really form attachments to people, right? He didn't really, like he would do all the commands and whatever, but he didn't really connect with people. And one day um, I was holding him and I was just kind of humming, you know, because I like to sing to my animals. I think that they, I think they enjoy it um, for the most part, Um, (laughs) singing and humming, you know, especially the birds, the birds get super excited. Um, But I was seeing like this slow little melody and he just, I bring him close, you know, and I kind of snuggle with him a little bit and he doesn't like to be pet. So I didn't pet him or nothing, but he just put his head like and laid his head on my chest as I was holding him and snuggling with him and he doesn't do that you know he, he just doesn't he doesn't really he doesn't interact very much like that with people and that was one of the coolest moments ever 
you know, and I just sat there humming to him and singing to him with his, when his head was on my chest. And it was just, it was such an amazing like experience. And I felt like I kind of created a bond um, with him. And I moved for um, a year and a half um, to San Antonio. So I had to leave him for a little bit. And when I came back, he knew me, like he knew exactly who I was like, and I'd be step up and he just right automatically stepped up and he was just looking at me and he was like, hello. And he was booping my mouth to give me kisses. And I was just like, oh my God, I love you so much. You know, um, or like, um, the giant Pacific octopus that I worked with, I called Mm -hmm. her Octavia. Um, (laughs) she was awesome. She was this 180 pound giant Pacific octopus. Right. And there were so many people that were like terrified of her that would not really interact with her because those animals are extremely intelligent and extremely, extremely strong. Like if they wanted to drown you and pull you into the water, they'd have no problem doing it. Wow. You know, especially in 180 pound octopus, um, even a 50 pound octopus could do that. Um, and I've seen some where they've tested their strength. One wrapped up its arm around a pole and dragged a suburban whoa yeah like they're extremely extremely strong right but this animal she had been so like attention starved I just felt awful so every morning every time when I got in and um every time before I left I would go up to her tank and I would sing to her and she'd go from this sad white color to like these vibrant beautiful oranges and maroons and pinks and purples and it was just absolutely incredible and um there was one time I was playing with her and showing like people like how sweet she was and all of um how they are very tactile so they Mm -hmm. like to be splashed and sprayed with water you know like they they love that sort of stuff um, and so I had my arm in there. She ended up wrapping her arm, her, ten- her arms all up my arm, all the way up to my shoulder and started trying to pull me into the water. Oh. She got so excited, like, come, <laughs> in, come play with me. Like, it was so cute, you know, and she could have easily hurt me, like yeah. very easily. Right. And I felt her beak, like her beak was right there. You know, I felt yeah. it. It wasn't, but she didn't bite me. She wasn't trying to harm me. She was just so attention starved, you know, Aww. that she just, she wanted love. And, and um, my manager ended up having to like grab my feet and try to pull me. <laughs> 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 um, but it was just so cool. And every time I'd go up to her, I'd sing, I'd stick my hand in the water. She'd touch me and um, she'd know exactly who I was. Um, and it's so cool like their tentacles, um, which are like the little suction cups on their bodies are their sense of, um, feel, taste, smell. Ooh. So really, really fun fact. Um, but it was, so the moment they touch you, they know what you, um, smell and taste like. So they're tasting you as well as feeling (laughs) you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But it's also how they know, like know you. You know, yeah, so like the yeah. moment if I wouldn't have sang to her and I'd have stuck my hand in there, it, it would be the same thing. She would turn those bright orange and purple colors, you know, and mm-hmm. um, and she would just get so excited. But it's like those special kind of bonds, you know, that you form 
-hmm. with animals like that. And she was so smart, you know, like octopus, once they become mature, um, they have the intelligence of a 10 year old child. Wow. Like, yeah, no, they're, they're extremely intelligent. Not only that, they're little Houdinis and they can fit through like anything that's the size of their beak or bigger. (laughs) So like they can like, so the giant Pacific octopus probably had a beak that was about the size of a quarter. So anything that was the size of a quarter or bigger, she'd be able to fit through. Dang. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, I don't know. I, my favorite animal that I ever worked with was the octopus because I, I got that special bond with her, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but it, it was, it's just such an experience, you know, mm-hmm. to be able to work with animals like that and create those special bonds, um, between handler and, um, animal, you know? So, it's it's an experience I would definitely recommend <laughs> yeah I'm so jealous because cephalopods are my favorite animal period like if I were to choose an animal to work with cephal- any cephalopod like squid octopi mm-hmm. or cuttlefish any of oh, them yes. I love <laughs> heck yeah dude have y'all ever seen those deep sea videos of like of like these like really crazy looking octopi like they're like their arms are so spindly they look almost like striders from half-life have you seen um, those hold on i think of the name i know there's like a specific name for it but i can't remember i know there's also vampiric uh octopi which are quite interesting because they they kind of like expand out like a balloon (laughs) Mm -hmm. and it's actually cool Oh, sorry, I didn't. Go oh no, ahead, no, Jackson. they're fine. There's a, probably just a little bit of a delay, but every time we talk, oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's. Uh, I've seen this one where like it's a squid that can like camouflage itself in the sand, and it'll just wait for prey to come by, and it'll snatch it up. All I think mm-hmm. all octopi can pretty much do that. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, how um, a lot of um, octopus hunt. Um, it's, it's really interesting. Um, like Maddie was saying, a lot of times they will balloon out very similar to like the, the vampire, um, octopus. And it's, it's cool. Cause they will literally, they can flatten themselves out and turn themselves into a, pol- a balloon encircling their prey. And once the prey tries to like swim out or, um, hits against, um, their tentacles, they're stuck, right. Cause it's like that mm. suction cup. And it's, um, they have like these razor sharp pieces on there where if you try to pull away, it rips, like it'll rip your skin. Um, And it's so cool. And then what it does is once it's stuck, right, um, it'll actually um, kind of wrap its tentacle around them and like bring them up to their beak. And it's it's just such a cool, um, such a cool thing to watch in all honesty, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> personally, I love watching stuff like that. Um, and like learning about stuff like that. So yeah. I used to uh, want to be a marine biologist, but then I realized that I would have to swim with sharks and I am terrified of sharks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, uh, yeah, never mind. <laughs> when you know, that, that's, I'd say that's a pretty healthy fear, you know? (laughs) (laughs) 
when Kayla used to tell me stories of how she used to like swim with the sharks and stuff oh, like that, I was like, I don't know how the hell you did that. <laughs> I'd be freaking out. I'd see the shark and I would just immediately start pounding on the glass, begging to be let out. <laughs> see, and I feel like that's just like where I'm a little bit different because I'm a little bit of an adrenaline junkie mm-hmm. when it comes to dangerous animals. Yeah. <laughs> I love all that crazy stuff, you know, like there was one time at my last job, right? Um, when I worked in San Antonio, they had an ostrich. Mm-hmm. Nobody got in the pen with the ostrich. Nobody. Because just for reference, they have dinosaur feet and they can like gut you with a single kick. Whoa. You know, because their predators are lions. They can kill a full grown lion with one kick. Damn. Okay. <laughs> So um, they are, they can be potentially a very dangerous animal, you know, and there was one time somebody had to get in there and get um, this mesh wiring out of its wing because he was rubbing up against it and broke one of the mesh pieces off from his Mm -hmm. enclosure and got it stuck in his wing. And so I was the volunteer. I volunteered because everybody else was terrified of Junior um that's his name his name was junior and so I had to get in there right and how you do it when you get into an enclosure with an ostrich what you want to do is if you're going into a situation like that where he could potentially attack you you wrap your arm around the base of their neck right where it attaches to their body okay and you hold on so that if they do start um like beating the ground with their feet because what they'll do is they'll stomp before they start attacking right they'll stomp and that's a sign of aggression um for birds um and so the moment he started stomping i dropped all of my weight to the ground my butt was touching the floor you know what i mean i dropped and i'm short so i have pretty good leverage and Mm -hmm. control over um like over stuff like that and so i had to straight up drop He's trying to kick me, right? Trying to kick, trying to kick, trying to kick. But I'm so low that he can't actually kick straight. So he's kicking out and yeah. I'm just stuck there. He's trying to pull out. I'm trying to like get him to hold still so I can finally get this mesh out. I get the mesh out and I look over to my coworker and I'm like, you better be ready to jump in here because I'm about ready to get out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so I, my coworker jumps in because Junior's afraid of my coworker. He's afraid of little, little Joe. And, um, (laughs) (laughs) and um, I let go run and freaking hurdle over this, over this like super high enclosure. You know what I mean? And Joe's just trying to like get him to where he stays away. Mm -hmm. And um, it was a very, um, it was, it was a potentially dangerous situation. You know what I mean? If not handled correctly, because I could have been either stomped to death or de- like gutted basically, you know, yeah. and yeah. Um, kicked and potentially caused a um, hospital visit, you know, um, or even a fatality. And um, it was, it was a really amazing, amazing experience to be able to do that. But um moral of the story I'm an adrenaline junkie I guess <laughs> <laughs> yeah no kidding oh, <laughs> uh, but 
I mean, what can I say? My family works with venomous reptiles, you know, so you kind of gotta have it, but you also have to have a very healthy respect for the animal, you know, because if I didn't, and I'd have just assumed it would have been fine, I could have gotten my booty handed to me. Yeah. You know, you know, like it could have ended up completely different. Um, but it, it's one of those where you have to have not only like knowledge as to how to handle an animal like that, but also have um, the the, I guess, tenacity to um, do it and a, a healthy respect for the animal. Um, and you, honestly, once you do it, if you're hesitant at all, that's what's going to get you killed. Yeah. You know, you can't be hesitant with those animals. You've got to know what you're doing and you've got to be very clear and you have to be um, very assertive um, in your stance with dangerous animals like that. And it was the same with my kangaroos, right? Um, Kangaroos um, in general can be a potentially very dangerous animal. I mean, they're, they're the, like, they're the, oh, I think it's like one of the number one animals. No, it's, I don't know that it's the number one animal, but it's pretty up there in Australia for animals that kill people, Yep. you know? And so if you're not careful, that's what, what can happen. So you have to have a very healthy respect, um, for the animal that you're working with. Um, especially yeah. if it's a, a potentially dangerous or deadly animal mm-hmm. so. i've never seen a kangaroo up close before but i was watching a video the other day that scared the shit out of me there's like <laughs> there, okay there, there is like they, they were these these australians chilling in a barn and this kangaroo started like walking up to them and it was like big and like beefy and i mean mm-hmm. like muscular beefy like it looked like it looked like a bodybuilder like it had the body of john oh, cena yeah. in kangaroo form <laughs> and it walked up yeah. with its muscular arms and just started trying to grab at them and i'm just like what the fuck is this yeah australia yeah. you can keep your animals <laughs> i've oh, worked yeah, no. with kangaroos and honestly they're not that bad in my opinion they're only bad if they're if you're intimidating to them which i'm short so i'm not yeah (laughs) that's true uh, they would never try to grab at me normally they Mm -hmm. would just approach me and see me as like maybe like a joey Mm -hmm. because yeah i just i guess i the zookeeper at the time that i worked with because i volunteered at a zoo in australia um they always told me that I radiated like a calm energy and it calmed the animals. Mm-hmm. So whenever I had an interaction with the kangaroos there, they were never threatened by me. They would always just hop up to me and they would just be interested in me. See, that's funny because um, I didn't work with any full grown kangaroos, mind you. Like I would honestly... Uh, that's one of the animals that I would have a very healthy respect for if I did. Um, and honestly, fairly rarely interact with personally. Um, but I worked with some of the joeys, you know, Mm -hmm. and, um, it, it was, it was kind of intimidating though, but I, I tend to give off a little bit more of a, um, assertive energy, but Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say that I'm like, 
necessarily dominant, but more like assertive in the fact that I am confident and I'm kind of in charge. You know what I mean? Like I was confident in my abilities and I knew that I was the one who was, you know, I was going to be in charge. And, um, I think some of the Joey's did not quite like that. Also known as, um, Rocco me (laughs) would get into, um, little arguments. Um, quite a few times. Um, I would literally, there was one time I got so like banged up from him. Cause he would like, cause he'd try to play. Right. Mm-hmm. And their form of playing is fighting because that's how they learn to fight and survive in the wild. Yeah. And so, um, I would literally come home with scratches all over my arms and chest, like bruises all over my stomach and legs and trying to kick me. There was literally one time I was in an HGB down in San Antonio and this lady comes up to me and she's like, honey, are you okay? (laughs) Do you need help? And I was like, oh no, I'm fine. It's just the kangaroos at work. And she's like, oh, okay. Have a nice day, I guess. And I was (laughs) oh my gosh. These kangaroos sound more like Spartans. (laughs) (laughs) I never had experiences like that. I always thought they were more like calm especially mm-hmm. at the zoo that I worked at like or didn't well, most work, of the, volunteered most of the time they are and especially with adults they're a little bit more um calm mannered um because they don't feel the they don't have as much energy or the need to like kind of sh- show like who's the the big kid on the playground you know um but like with joeys they're a little bit more energetic and like I said they like to play and they like to rough house and that's one of the things that I absolutely loved about them (laughs) Mm -hmm. but it was also one of the more challenging um things with them you know because like when they get a little um a little feisty when there were um, customers and stuff in there I'd have to be like I'm so sorry I have to cut this tour short um here's your tokens back try coming back, um, a little bit later and maybe we can try again. You know what I mean? So, um, they just have a lot more energy, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Um, Mm -hmm. especially when they start getting into like that teen, the teenage years, um, (laughs) um, kind of transitioning out of, um, the, out of being a Joey and into being a mature adult. Um, that's when, um, they're really going to kind of start getting a little bit more, um, rough and tumble you know um and be a little bit more um trying to be like I'm the boss you know <laughs> so, like, like a normal teenager right? yeah <laughs> <laughs> so um but in all honesty I can't I I just loved it I loved being able to work with them um and all the other animals that I worked with um at the at the, um, at the place that I used to work, you know, um, but it was, it was just a whole experience, and I worked with so many different animals, but those are just some of the ones that really kind of stuck out, um, for me in my mind, um, with the ones that I really, really interacted with, so. And I, I wish I could have the opportunity to go work at a place like that, like at a zoo or something, but man, there's just no good zoos around here. There's no, I mean, there, there probably are, but not, not in Austin. Yeah. No, in Austin, they don't have really 
a lot of um, opportunities in that aspect. Yeah. Um, San Antonio's better, Houston's better, and Dallas. Um, if you're really wanting to go and find, and even um, like the Galveston, especially with like the fish and stuff, Galveston's going to be kind of that place that you want to go. Um, but it's it, if you have the opportunity, it is a really amazing opportunity, um, and I I would recommend it for um, animal lovers just to be able to gain a little bit of experience and knowledge. Um, with like basic care, basic, um, handling and, um, and training for these animals. Yeah. And I would love to have the opportunity to learn and have experience and the more exotic aspect of, of animals, like for real, like there's a lot, I don't know that I would love to know that I would love to have experience in. Yeah. So if you do want to like gain some knowledge especially in the exotics you can go on to like forums you know what i mean Mm -hmm. there's a lot of um, different forums and stuff out there that like um exotics uh exotic handlers and keepers as well as like specialists like in their field who have been working with these animals for years you know they'll go online and they'll, you can go into forums, ask questions, you know, always ask questions. Yeah. Questions are always good. There are no stupid questions, you know, everybody's got to start somewhere and mm. that's just how you learn, you know? Yeah. Um, but there are also a lot of like good opportunities as well um, that they will like, that will present themselves through um, these places, you know? Um, excuse me, for reptiles, there is a herp. Um, society in like um, the Austin area Mm -hmm. Um, and my dad's a big part of it Tim Cole another really big name in like reptiles is he's the head of it and then um, there are a few others but there are people there that have been um, excuse me that are like um, breeders and collectors and they've been like building their collection for like over a decade you know like yeah. 10 20 30 40 50 years so it's um it's it's really cool it, it is a really amazing place to learn to gain knowledge people will bring some some of their snakes um like there was one time that, that somebody brought in a black indigo snake and these guys get huge like six seven eight feet long and absolutely incredible um there have been times where um people have brought in um venomous really Uh, yeah oh oh yeah um and they teach these young um herpers you know what i mean they teach and they educate and they give them opportunities you know if you really want to work with reptiles um tim cole is a great person he has all sorts of insane reptiles and a lot of times he brings in um younger um people to try and teach them how to care for and work with some of these animals um now not saying you're going to be working with anything crazy yeah (laughs) yeah crazy snakes there he has mambas he has king cobras he has 
um, all sorts of crazy stuff, you know, and obviously you're not going to start there, but it gives you an opportunity to start somewhere, Yeah. you know, mm-hmm. um, and there are a lot of cool opportunities that can come, that can present themselves within um, these um, meetings and um, through gaining these connections. I think like every time that I think about it, because like I I struggle with figuring out what I want to do in life, but every time I think about what I see myself doing, it's always like I just see myself where I am now. And I think a lot of that is like I do have a passion for animals. And I think that that's maybe a place where I could see myself like if I were to pursue it, like if I'm if I actually decide that that's what I want to do, I think that I would probably enjoy doing animal care. Mm-hmm. But I just, it's a matter yeah. of what part of like, what, what do I want to do with that? Where do I want to go? Where do I want to start figuring yeah, it out? Yeah, absolutely. You know, and try and mm-hmm. like pinpoint what you want your kind of specialty to be into. You know what I mean? Have yeah. a broad, like a fairly good knowledge on like everything, but mm-hmm. pick one specialty. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, personally, I really like fish, Mm -hmm. right? So I, I can talk fish all day, honestly. And I am always open for learning about fish. You know what I mean? My dad's is reptiles, you know, Mm -hmm. and there are some peoples out there that are mammals or birds, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And there's no wrong way that you can go with this, but you just got to kind of find what you're really, really passionate about. Like what section of animal you're really passionate about and just run with it. Yeah. You know? Um, and just kind of like realize though, that like sometimes in these fields, there's not necessarily like a lot of money in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. but that um, goes a lot back. of, sorry, go ahead guys. No, no, go ahead. Um, sorry. Well, sometimes it can just, um, it can be a lot of work for not as much pay, but in all honesty, the it's so it's such rewarding work that it kind of balances out (laughs) you know what I mean I was gonna say that kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier it's like you may not have money involved in it but or a lot of a lot of money involved in it you're probably not going to make a lot on it but the way I see it you know if I'm going to enjoy doing it I may not be making as much money but at least I'm having a, a fun time every day and if I live life the way I want to that's better than you know, living life the way I don't want to, but having a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. 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 Money can't buy everything. Man. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm with you. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, I know. I spend so much money on my animals. You should ask Jackson how much things I come home with for my animals. It's crazy. Every other day I see you. Like, <laughs> when we got, okay, when we got new reptile stuff, because I don't know if you've noticed, Sierra, but we've had a lot of new reptile stuff out recently well, when, when our trucks show up. But uh, oh, yeah. when we, we started getting new reptile stuff, she like started picking stuff out and I was like, ooh, Lily would love this. Oreo would love this. And then, like, <laughs> like five minutes later, she's got a whole bag full of items. <laughs> oh, yeah. And in all honesty, if, if you're going to do like anything, that's where most of the money is going to be because people yeah. love to spend money on their pets, you know? Yeah. And I will say I am the same exact way when I worked there, whenever there was new fish stuff, I'd be like setting stuff aside for me for later. Yeah. And I'd come out with like a giant basket <laughs> of fish stuff, you know? Um, 
but it it, it is it, it it is a lot of fun uh just working with animals is fun you know yeah, <laughs> definitely <sighs> well yeah. we are again reaching the end of the podcast but if there's anything else y'all want to add or uh, questions y'all want to ask uh we still have about 10 minutes um i think i'm all good yeah i i think we covered quite a bit yeah, yeah. <laughs> this has been a really this has been really fun i've really enjoyed having you on the podcast we did two episodes in one day we never do that <laughs> the, the, that really that really says a lot so Heck thank yeah. you for joining us it, for real it's been it, it was fun thank Absolutely. you so much sierra Yes, thank you guys so much for having me. This has been an absolute blast. Um, and if you guys ever want to talk to animals, you know where I'm at and you know my number. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll try and get you on the podcast again for real because this has been really fun. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, guys. I look forward to um, being on it again with you guys. All right. Well, that's where we're going to leave off for today, everyone. Uh, we look forward to seeing you all next week for the podcast. Uh, we'll see you all again next time.